0: Welcome to Homeschool Musings. This is Mina, your host, where we dive into all things homeschool, curriculum, philosophy, poetry, daily reflections, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. We are interviewing Jennifer Dodrill, and she is a homeschool mom who has created curriculum for teachers pay teachers, and she blogs over at History at Home and helps equip mothers on their homeschooling journey. So welcome, Jen. Hi.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and what spurred your passion for homeschool in your life.
1: Okay. Well, I'm a mom of five kids. And as far as homeschooling, we started when our middle son started sixth grade. My oldest two children went K through 12 in public school, There were times when I wished, especially with my second one, that I had pulled him and homeschooled him. My sister had homeschooled forever. So I kind of had that desire, but I never stepped into it. I was afraid. (laughs) So when my son started sixth grade, middle school's tough. I've never met anybody that said, I love middle school. (laughs) So... He had a tough time. He was Mm -hmm. short and he was heavy and he wore glasses and he liked Legos still. And, you know, he just, he was just a normal kid and you know how kids are. And changing classes, oh my gracious, and different teachers, Mm -hmm. that just overwhelmed him. Mm -hmm. Totally overwhelmed him. And so we made it to Thanksgiving and I told my husband, I'm going to pull him. He constantly had headaches and stomach aches, and he was miserable. So I pulled him and homeschooled him for the rest of sixth grade. And then when my fourth child, when two, two years later when she started sixth grade, I brought her home. Okay. I, I was afraid to add everybody all at one time. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you think, now looking back, what do you think were those initial fears you experienced as a new homeschool mom?
1: Oh, my goodness, what to teach him.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I consider myself well-educated, however. I, you know, I'm not a teacher. I, I never knew how to do that. I um, I was intimidated by that idea that his homes or his educational uh, future was in my hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's just so common of so many first time homeschoolers. You know, if you came out of the public education system and everyone around you is putting kids into an education system, you know, and now it's, it's becoming a little bit more common stream because there's just so many resources, but depending on when you started, you know, if you started 10, 20 years ago, it's just, yeah, that intimidation. And I know even for me, I kind of fell into the pressures of, you know, my family and those people around me. Oh, can you really do that? You know, and right. you throw them into school. And I think that's just something that's really common for a lot of homeschooling families when they first start. But that, you know, praise God, it can be overcome. So that's how a- explain to us the rest of your homeschool journey once you kind of dived in.
1: Okay, so developed? So we started, because he came from the public school system, right. we started with as many textbook kind of things as I could get that he had been using mm-hmm. because that's where his comfort zone was. Right. And then as he got older, we branched out. And so I became like an eclectic style. I didn't stick with one thing. I picked, you know, one resource for math one resource for history, one resource for English, depending on how that child learned mm-hmm. and what they were interested in. So my fourth one that came home, she's a huge reader, Yeah, loves to read, but she doesn't want to be told what to
0: read. Mm.
1: <laughs> so that was interesting. <laughs> tricky,
0: yeah, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for my son, when he came home, I could give him, just for example, I would use Total Language Plus with him because... He would pick the book. Hey, Mom, I want to read the the Scarlet Pimpernel or whatever or the Christmas Carol. And I would get the study guide from Total Language Plus and I would just say, here it is, complete this, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a little more guidance in there, but not a lot because it, it just kind of guides the student through it. And that worked well with him. But for my daughter, she didn't want me to tell her hey, read this book and stretch it out for four weeks or whatever, because she would have read it in like three days. Yeah. So I had to do something different with her.
0: Yeah. So what did you end up kind of doing for her?
1: For her, I ended up with, and even my youngest, when I brought her home, I did more of like the literature kind of textbooks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did not stick with textbooks for everything, but that was what I would go find. The kids in school have these textbooks, and so they have short readings from a book, or they have right. poetry, and it would set, um, settle around, not settle, center around a th- the theme, characters, poetry, for example, whatever that main topic was, uh-huh. and that worked well for them. Okay.
0: Great. And then how old was your youngest when you started homeschooling?
1: I brought her home in fourth grade.
0: Okay. I didn't
1: wait till sixth grade. Yeah. Her. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And then you have some that are still at home right now.
1: Well, she, my baby, just graduated.
0: Just graduated.
1: I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We actually have her ceremony next weekend.
0: Oh, five, that's wonderful. Yeah. And so then as kind of your, your homeschooling journey evolved and yeah. you walked on that, how long would you say it took you from kind of like that state of, oh my goodness, can I do this to where you really felt comfortable and, oh yeah, I'm doing this. It's all good.
1: <laughs> um, It would change. It would vary from year to year, to be honest yeah. with you, I guess. Overall, I'm fairly confident in what I do when I do Mm -hmm. something. But, of course, then, just as an example, when my um, fourth daughter was home, I'm very bad at math. That's Mm -hmm. just not my gift. Mm So we started a particular math curriculum. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't do it. And so we had to throw it out and get something else. I still couldn't do it. She could. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, and I think it's very normal for all parents at homeschool, you're constantly reevaluating.
0: Always. Yeah. So
1: reevaluating doesn't mean you question your ability. Yeah. It can, but it shouldn't. Right. Because... Reevaluating, it's what we do to make sure that our kids are learning the way they learn. Yeah. And that they're able to master whatever that topic is.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? No, completely. So, I actually just created a kind of a workbook for moms that mm-hmm. to reevaluate, you know, every year. Like right. what, you know, for example, for me, um, because I started my kids really young, but I just kind of went in with, oh, I love this philosophy and this ideology. And it's like, oh, well, actually, you know, like you said, this curriculum just wasn't working for that child. And you have to go in and something that mom may necessarily really enjoy isn't receptive to the child. And then what works for one child doesn't work for the next child. and so (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, that whole, oh, I'm just going to buy this one curriculum and we're going to use it all the way through and I'm going to get to reuse it. Nope. Uh You know, so... Um, And I know people
1: that do that.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's wrong. I think that you
1: should do what works for your family. Exactly. I had a friend that brought her kids home short time in Mm -hmm. middle school. Mm -hmm. And then they went back. They actually put them in a private school. But they had some learning issues that she really wanted to focus in on. But for her, she had to have that very strict accountability and schedule. Mm -hmm. It it was what helped her to feel like she was doing the best for her children. Yeah. So yeah, there's that fine line between how you learn. Now our kids almost never learn like we do, right? Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, You might have one if you have several kids. I think I have one or maybe two that learn like I do, but that involves too. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, that changes, especially as your child becomes more comfortable in what they're learning Mm -hmm. and more adept at what they're learning. Then that is sometimes you have to pick up the pace a little bit. Right.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think that what we would maybe think of as like a box curriculum. Right. That can work great for some families, but it wouldn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't have worked for my children. Mm
0: -hmm. Is that where kind of your passion of creating curriculum on Teachers Pay Teachers came from? I think
1: so. I think so. Because I ended up writing, uh, it's a history curriculum, but Mm -hmm. I've also branched out more into high school things. Okay. I'm working on a lot of like life skills Mm -hmm. for high school. And then I also teach public speaking at the community college. So I use some of the resources I've used. For oh, my wonderful. students, I've tra- you know kind of translated them into products for high schoolers. So I have a mix of early elementary and then high school. There's no there's no middle <laughs> or upper grades in here. But you know, I I think that there's so many ways for our kids to learn. The history curriculum I created actually it was kind of sparked because of books I read with my youngest history, and they weren't textbooks. They were. Historical fiction. Yeah. And they were, um, they had hyperlinks in them. So you could click on the link and go see a picture of a beaver. Mm-hmm. It was set, I think the one I read was about Sacagawea. Okay. It was a whole thing about that. And so it was really interesting because you could click on links and see maps and pictures and all kinds of things. And so I thought, wow, that's really good because it incorporates all kinds of learning in
0: there. Right. So then you kind of took some of those and then you put it into a curriculum so that other moms right. can be directed in those books if they need more of that structure. Right. What is, can you explain to people who might not be familiar, what is teachers pay teachers?
1: It's an online web, well website where <laughs> you can buy, although there are a lot of free resources, also resources to, school your children whether it's homeschool or public school lots of public school teachers use teachers pay teachers Mm. resources so there are a lot of things on there and it's from pre-k toddler up through even higher you know adult education all kinds of things on there even things like for teachers in public school or even homeschool moms that like to decorate yeah. Their, their classroom, you know, there's bulletin boards and clip art and all that kind
0: of stuff on there. Wow, great. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the things I know for me when I first started, part of that fear is like, you know, I even had that thought, where do I even buy curriculum? You know, right. and you just kind of Google homeschool curriculum. And of <laughs> course, there's like those top five that show up, right. right? But then as you go on your journey, you find out more books and more resources. Right. And so I'll definitely throw that link into the show notes for anyone who is interested in checking that out. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, how was homeschooling high school? I know a lot of people, you know, it's always, oh, well, you're going to let them go to a a school for high school, right? You know, so how did you kind of go through that with all your children?
1: Sure. Well, I think some of the biggest fears I hear are, well, they won't get a prom, they won't get a graduation. You know, they won't get all these things. And it's more about what they won't get than about what they will get. Right. So I, because I started in middle school and because it worked well for my children, I don't remember it being a real question for me whether or not I would homeschool, high school. Every year I would give my kids the opportunity, do you want Mm -hmm. to go back
0: to public school? Mm
1: -hmm. I had one take me up on it for one year and then she came back.
0: Yeah. That's what right. I, that's what I love. They always say, oh, but the kids. And it's like, yeah. actually, you know, with this whole COVID thing, i found it interesting right. that so many families, they're actually going to be now homeschooling because their kids are begging. That right. was so great to be at home. Right. And, you know, cause children do, they crave being really in the family unit more right. so than, mm-hmm. you know, naturally they go to friends because that's just what their surroundings are and what they're with. Mm-hmm. But Really, that parent child relationship can't be fabricated by any other source at all. And no, and
1: the stress level is right so for most children is so much better at home,
0: yeah. And especially nowadays, you know, we're not living 50 years ago and the things that happen in schools now, and just all the different things happening in different homes. Mm -hmm. So, and as
1: far as the things that people say, well, they'll miss this or they'll miss that, even like the big you know, the S word socialization that people talk about. (laughs) Right. There are so many, maybe not as many opportunities with COVID. We don't socialize Mm -hmm. quite as much, but there are so many opportunities for homeschool kids. I live outside of a pretty good sized city. So there are a lot of opportunities there, but even in the County that I live in, we had, um, when my kids were still in, we had a pretty active homeschool group. So they would provide field day, just like kids in public school. They provided co-op where the kids could go. I think ours usually met like once a month. So it wasn't every week like some co-ops. But, you know, there's always that opportunity to create your own if it's something you're missing. Some of the bigger places in the city near us would have a prom, Mm. They would have the snowflake ball in January. I mean, they just came up with all kinds of opportunities for the kids so that they could experience those things in an environment that was healthy for them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then depending, it depends how you homeschool where you homeschool at, what your rules are. But like here in Tennessee, we have umbrella schools and that it's kind of funny, I guess uh, it's ironic. Um, My daughter we switched her umbrella school so that she would get a graduation. The one my other two were under did not do an actual formal graduation. But then, of course, this is her graduation year, so yay COVID. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, hmm, I'm not sure that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And can you explain a little bit, so the umbrella school is like the, the charter school that you're kind of participating with, but yet you're still homeschooling? Yes. That? Okay. So
1: for our state requirements, there yeah. are several ways you can homeschool in Tennessee. And one is signing up through what they call an umbrella school. And this particular one, the way they do it is they say, don't tell people you homeschool. Tell them that your child goes to this school because homeschooling is definitely evolving, mm-hmm. but it's still in some places looked down upon. Yeah, I still say I homeschool. It doesn't right. bother me. I right. don't really care what other people think about that. But you know, for some kids, it makes it easier. They go, "Oh yeah, I go to," because they consider me a teacher in their school, even though I just teach my own yeah. child.
0: Every state is different with their guidelines. Right. So depending on wherever you know someone starts, they really need to be diligent in checking out what are your local. Always.
1: Yes. Because
0: there are a few states like my, I'm originally from Michigan, but I live out in Hawaii now. And just think, oh, man, I would love, you know, in Michigan, they, you don't even have to tell the state you're homeschooling. Right. Like, it's just nothing. Like, (laughs) and I'm like, wow, I can't imagine, you know, where it's like, I think that does, at least for me, where I'm on my journey of, oh, okay, I need, you know, you get nervous about those state standards. Right. But yet, once you start going through it, oh, it's okay. And that there are these oh, resources no. like the umbrella schools that you said. And that's the incredible thing. There's just so many resources. And so what would be through like in your home high school homeschooling journey, what are your other than teachers pay teachers, what are some of the other resources that you've really have helped you a lot?
1: That I've pulled from as far as like curriculum? Yeah, curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. I use that, you know, that big, huge Rainbow Resource catalog. Oh, I love it! <laughs>
0: yes,
1: that's like when I, of course, I'm older than you are, but the, the Sears catalog when I was little. Yeah. You know, we get yeah. that through it for Christmas. You uh-huh. know, oh my gosh, it's like I it. school mom. You know, and then Kathy Duffy,
0: yeah,
1: her um, homeschool reviews. Yeah, I have my sister homeschooled. Before I did, and so I would pull a lot of just, I would pick people's brains. Yeah. And then I joined our homeschool co-op, and I would ask the other moms, hey, what worked for your child in this? Now, I also had the opportunity to, math, like I said, is not my strong point. So there's a tutorial near us. And it's kind of set up like if you're familiar with classical conversations or Veritas where they meet once a week and the the teacher is like a tutor. So they assign things, they go over things, they give tests, that kind of stuff. So I did that with my children for math and for science because math goes with science. So I'm Mm -hmm. not great and I'm not really interested in science I had no problems what I call farming my children out because I feel like that's a great uh, chance for them to learn from somebody else and realize that not everybody teaches the same Mm -hmm. other people have different requirements Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier for students especially in high school to have those real strict guidelines hey it's due now because you know mom's kind of like yeah you had a bad day Uh, we'll just push it the next week right right when they grow up and they go to college or they get a job, their boss is not going to be like that or their, their professors not going to be like that. Right. So I think it's a good opportunity. My kids did dual enrollment, which also helped because they were able to take those math or English or science credits and earn college credit at the same time. Mm -hmm. So my youngest, when she goes to college in what, six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, She'll have 21 credits wow. already done for college, seven yeah. classes.
0: How so old was high. she when she was able to begin doing that? She
1: started in 11th grade. Okay. I did not start them before 11th grade for a okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then did they go to kind of the local community college by you for right. that?
1: That's okay. the one I teach at.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. When you
1: get in high school and, and you feel like you you just have to ask, yeah. look around, see what's right. around For some people, it might take more driving, you know, to get your kids there, but eventually they'll learn to drive and they can drive
0: themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the life skills that you have put together in a curriculum?
1: One of the things that I use in my college class is how to give a good interview or how Mm -hmm. to have a good interview, how to be a good interviewee, questions that they ask, that kind of thing. So life skills can be how to apply for a job is one of the new ones I'm working for mm, okay. because not every child has a parent who a has ever done that. Right. Or B knows that they need to guide them through that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: sometimes we think, Oh, we understand how that works. Why doesn't a right. child understand? So you have to make it kind of user friendly for students. Life skills can be so many things though. I mean, it could be doing your own laundry cooking my mm. kids are better cooks than I am by far. Wow. And great. I, I, when they cook, I tell them, if you'll cook, I'll clean. I'm good with yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have boys. And so I'm always saying, oh, I'm I'm raising the perfect husband. You know, like my young one, his, his newest thing is he wants biscuits and gravy every day. Ooh. So he has been making biscuits and we bake sourdough. Yay. And so I always have them, you know, knead the dough for me. Right. And... And that's what I love about homeschooling is it's more of this lifestyle and you can really then incorporate all these things that at some points throughout history were a part of the education system. Oh, definitely. Where we're at now in the education system, it's just not there at all. But yet it's so, you know, children crave learning these things and really need these things as well. And so it's really important to be able to incorporate that in right. you know, the homeschool setting.
1: Right. Whether they go to college or yeah. get a job, eventually you want your child to move out. You <laughs> want them to be able to eat and do their laundry, pay their bills. Oh my gosh, that's a huge life skill, right? Huge. How to pay your how to budget. One of my kids had, I'm trying to remember what happened. Something happened and he goes, it's okay. I've got all this money saved. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Because I sort of when they went to college, I kind of went, Yeah, I think they're okay. And then you start thinking, Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell them how to do XYZ, Uh you know, how to budget or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was excited that he saved money and I don't think I ever told maybe my husband did, not I don't think I ever told him that, you know. Yeah.
0: And how has that been transitioning from being the the homeschool mom where the kids are all kind of in the nest Mm -hmm. and under your care to transitioning to where now it's, they're starting to leave and go out into the world. How has that affected you as a homeschool mom?
1: Well, as a mom, yeah, (laughs) it's very bittersweet. They are all gone except for the one that just Mm -hmm. graduated. My oldest is a mother herself. She's a teacher, but she's has a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And they live nearby, so I get to see them a lot. I'm actually okay. going there today. Yay. Yay. My oldest son is an accountant, and he, he lives probably 45 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. My middle son, the one that we first homeschooled, lives in the next state. So he's probably about six hours away. Mm-hmm. And um, he went to college. He got to about the beginning of the fourth year, and he said, I finally know what I want to be when I grow up. And guess what? They don't have that degree here. (laughs) Oh, great. Mm -hmm. But he had finished his associates at the community college and then transferred to this university. And he'd gone for, I think, almost two years there before he really knew for sure what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are like, oh, great. You know, that's a lot of money. Well, it is. But life experience and figuring out what you want to do is a good thing. Yeah. I never have seen that as a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if they take a class and they fail it, guess what? <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It, you, keep, you go on. So what he said he would do was look for a job. And then if he couldn't find a job, he would transfer to a university that had the degree he wanted and, you know, which would require more school loans mm-hmm. and money. And um, so he found a job and he's happy. You know, he's doing what he wants to do in the field. He wants to do it. And he's happy. My uh, four, number four, she went to college. She got a degree. She did study abroad in New Zealand. So she lived in New Zealand for a while. And now she's back in the States and she's working uh, in her field. Mm -hmm. at a full-time job. So that's good.
0: And are your kids grateful for being homeschooled, that later part, the the ones that you did take out?
1: I think so. You know, it's funny when you ask them, it's kind of like when you ask your kids when they're little, do you ever want to have children?
0: And at (laughs) points in their
1: life, they're going to say, no, I'm never having children. Yeah. (laughs) That's the worst thing. So whether or not they would homeschool their children, I don't know. But... I know for sure that it was the best thing for them at the time. So I don't really, I mean, kids, even in their 20s, kids' uh, viewpoints are a little skewed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, yeah. (laughs) They don't
1: always know what's best for them when they're 12 mm -hmm. or 14.
0: Right. And what would be if, looking back now, if -hmm. you were to, what would kind of be, you know, one or two of your, tidbits that you would give yourself when you first started out, knowing everything you know now?
1: Well, first of all, I wish that I had homeschooled all of mine.
0: Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm.
1: I wish that I'd started when they were little Mm -hmm. and had that time with them. So, I guess the, the real big thing, I wish, I think character is more important than what they study. Integrity, honesty, those kind of things. I I think I spent a lot of time on that. I think I modeled that, but I wish that I'd been more intentional mm-hmm. about character. Mm-hmm. Just the time. I wish that I could tell myself at that point, especially the days when I was like researching military school to put them in or how I could get a job and put them somewhere else, you know, because I was losing my mind or my husband would come home and he's like, honey, you can't tell them they'll never use that math. You really can't do that. (laughs) Um, I wish that the time that I know now that I had with them was as precious as it was. Like I I wish that I had it really taken that to heart.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it's, especially with the youngest, which I've had more time with her because Uh Her uh, next oldest sibling is four years older. So I've had all of her high school years alone with her. There's nothing like that.
0: Right. Right.
1: It's precious time.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you got to have that with her. And yeah, even I think of that. And it's so funny because, you know, the older mothers always tell the younger mothers, especially I remember when mine were just babies, oh, it goes by so fast. And you're like, oh, you know, good. (laughs) This kid won't (laughs) stop crying. I'm sleep deprived, you know, but when you're in it, you just, and honestly, it's like, you have to go through that, you know, one or two times to really get that impact of, oh my gosh. Yeah. Why didn't I savor that more? And so I think, yeah, to leave our listeners today with just enjoy like the trying moments and the good moments because it's like, even in those trying moments, you know, like you said, you can use all those trying moments in your homeschool to develop character development. And, you know, all these sorts of things, and just really have that time together.
1: Um, I just, like you said, moms always tell younger moms, you know, savor the moment. But you know what, when you're in it, it's tough. And it is tough. So I think having those people around you Maybe that are a little bit further ahead in their journey of either being a mom or a homeschool mom can help because they can say, And I had moms that would do that. Yes, I've been there.
0: Yeah,
1: it's gonna get better.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) and sometimes that's what keeps you going. So you need to surround yourself. And we have so much opportunity now to do that virtually to really make those connections with people, even if you don't have them right in your community.
0: Well, thank you, Jen.